Okay, to all our fans out there, we really love you. So please, you, there is a listener support segment. You can support with as little as a dollar. Um, and please share our, our our links for the podcast. Also, if you know anyone who can sponsor us, please, please get in touch with anyone from the third world perspective. Yeah, hey, hey, come on. Hey, hey guys. guys! Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabi. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, uh, NFL, beach, F1, uh, beach, F1 <laughs> football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank Arsenal. you. Ciao. Can, um, tweet us um, on Twitter at Third World Pod. Twitter, tweet me on Twitter at Pablo Iconero. Marsh's Twitter is Nell. I'm um, catching on Instagram at Marsh. Linus. Um, tweet me and tweet Third World Perspective. Convince Linus to get on Twitter because um, we need we need to claim on Twitter as well, especially when Tottenham plays Shambles come the new season. Ten thousand plays and it's on Twitter. A hundred thousand actually, yeah. Like that, yeah. A hundred thousand plays, yeah. And I'll be on Twitter. <laughs> I'll open a Twitter account. A hundred thousand plays, bro. And we're on one thousand. Yeah, I mean, it's up now to the listeners. I mean, the listeners should, you know, pl- you know, press those play buttons and start listening. Hey guys, welcome back to the Total Perspective. My name is Pablo. We are joined by Linus and Marsh. Um, I'll let them introduce them. Uh, hello, uh, Linus here. It's good to be back. Yeah, hey guys, it's Marsh, your betting predictor. <laughs> Feels very <laughs> great to be back. Yeah, Marsh. Marsh. Yeah, Marsh obviously is coming off of that great win um, in the weekend. Obviously, predicting, <laughs> predicting, um, having two correct predictions. Obviously, England versus Denmark and Italy versus Spain. Actually, the the, the Italy versus Spain prediction was actually amazing. So we'll commend Marsh for that. But um, basically, um, you guys don't know the amount of trouble that we go through to actually bring you guys these episodes. Um, at the moment, I'm in Reisambu. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm just I'm visiting I'm visiting family and apparently the house that we live in basically does not have good network so I'm actually on a rooftop and should we start should we put up a pay bill? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically we need we need an Mpesa pay bill because it seems like Google <laughs> Pay is not doing enough because um, Google Pay is actually kind of slow. Um, we're doing euros for you guys, but basically um, I'm on the top in Roysam. Um, if you guys, if anyone is Nairobi and is listening to this podcast, you guys know how cold it is. So I'm actually freezing um, on a rooftop. And um, obviously... I can't seem to get consistent 4G network, so that's shambles as well. I can't use Safaricom, I'm sorry. Safaricom is too expensive, man. Obviously, Marsh had that idea, but Safaricom is, does not work for me. I only use Safaricom. 
Tunukio is shambles man Tunukio cannot be oh, and, oh, I think also I have I have like an an quadrazi of like 250 so that cannot work and also I've just I've just seen a can with with human shit in it man like someone just shot in a can and like left it on the rooftop man so this is how weird and fucked up Risambu is man I, I did not need to know that man Yeah, yeah. I was I, I I'm just as shocked as you guys are man because I didn't like I was I was lifting this can up thinking that they could use it for like up my phone or something like I saw a human shit in it man like someone just like shot in a can man like I thought I thought Nairobi was better than 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 the Ochas was shot in Chakas bro <laughs> Yeah, Risam, yeah, this is Risambo for you guys, man. I think we'll call this um Euro Previews Risambo edition because this is this is just weird. Uh, but like let's get let's get into the Euros, man. Obviously yeah, we're yeah, facing yeah. here. Um yeah, but like obviously Marsh Marsh had Marsh had a, an amazing prediction. Obviously I'm getting mad points on prediction points. Um semi-final prediction points I'll just let you guys know. Obviously um Italy versus Spain Marsh had um Italy winning on penalties 1-1 after full time 1-1 after extra time. Sadly enough that's how the game went and Marsh <laughs> actually got nine prediction points in this in this one one game. Um Marsh also got five points in England versus Denmark predicting that England would win that one 2-1 and England won that one 2-1. So it's just beginner's luck for Marsh. Um Marsh, do, do you want to gloat or, or can you do that later? Uh, I've gloated. I think I've gloated enough. I've gloated enough. <laughs> yeah, man, because I can't believe I can't believe you're blowing up my Twitter man at like 1 a, 1 1 in the 1 a, the morning. Just because, <laughs> just because of England correctly, that was. Um, I think that was poor sportsmanship. No, you, you, you also, you also blew a, a Twitter app when you, when you predicted the. Was it, was it the Denmark game? <laughs> yeah, least, yeah, but at least, at least for me, I mean, in this case, it was different on the social, so I couldn't have tagged him anywhere. But like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think Lena's actually has a has a higher point there because he's not on the socials. <laughs> yeah, but basically I think Lena's got two points for predicting correctly predicting that Italy would win and um the game would go to penalties. Italy would actually win on penalties. Um had correct number of goals for Spain. Um K only ha- K only had one point um predicting that Italy would win that one. So, but basically the tally for the semis is Marsh is actually sitting top with 14 points, man. 14 points in um five England, Denmark, nine from um Italy, Spain. Um I think I had three, three on um but total comp- uh, adding to the quarterfinals is like eight. Linus is third with fourth with four points. He is last with two points. So, um So your predictions matter a lot in, the, in this episode man so make sure you guys have good predictions before you get into the episode but um Italy facing Spain this is the most played fixture among um, European nations in major tournament history um Italy win obviously 4-2 on penalties Alvaro Morata actually um coming on as a super sub becoming a hero and um uh, stepping up for his penalty I mean the shootout and um his penalty his penalty was 
and obviously Jorginho actually stepping up for the last Italian penalty and that one obviously in typical Jorginho fashion went in. Um, Marsh, were you surprised that actually um, Morata had such an impact in this game because it seems like um, yeah, it was actually the hero and the villain in this one. No, actually I wasn't surprised because you know Morata Morata has never impressed me even when he was he was playing for Chelsea. I I I I remember I told someone that Morata is just he's he's going to flop in Chelsea but <laughs> he said no we have signed him for for that much money he can't flop. No, you know Morata Morata okay Morata has too much pride I can say that. He has too much pride. He sees himself mm-hmm. as a star. So I wasn't surprised when he missed that penalty. I expected him to miss that penalty. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, he did yeah, come as a, as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I see Morata scoring that, that goal to actually tie the game and force the game to go to extra time um, after a 1-2 with Danny Olmo. Danny Olmo has actually been... Um, a player that has actually improved all through the tournament as, as the tournament has gone on. But um, I think his finishing boots, um, I think he left those um, in the training ground um, in Leipzig. But um, I'll, throw these, I'll throw these at liners. Um, have you been impressed basically with this? Yeah, go on. Pardon? I didn't know. Just ask the question. Marsh, you are saying something? No, no, no. Go on, go on. Yeah, um, Linus, have, have you been impressed with this young Spain side? Obviously, um, they, they, they've just crashed out in the semifinals, but no one expected them to actually get to the semifinals um, with this squad. But um, have you been impressed with them? Obviously, they are, they are the, the highest scorers of the of the tournament right now with 13 goals. Obviously, 10 of these goals coming in two games. Um, obviously, Slovakia and uh, I'm not. I think yeah, I think Slovakia and and uh, Croatia. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> uh, this Spain side has been hot and cold. You say that of scorers, uh, sure, but we also know that in their opening group stages, they weren't that clinical. So they turn up sometimes, they don't turn up at times. They've been hot and cold, and, and I, I'd say they, they've been kindly fortunate, I mean, slightly fortunate to, you know, get... Although they were the better team against... Italy, I'd say they played the better football. They had, you know, decent half chances. And you know, for um, XG loyalists, they did post a better XG than Italy at one point of the game. Yeah. But still, yeah. you know, you know, I mean, top scorers, but you, they still lack that clinical, that clinical uh, finish. They still lack those finishers, uh, which again, uh, they've been hot and cold. I really can't tell if they've been good or lucky. I, I know I know Pedri has been a standout for them. I know um, Danny Olmo, you know, really had a good game against Italy. Uh, again, another another player to you know either show up or not show up at all. Uh, really, you know, when we said when when we, when we were making our predictions, we did say it would be hard to see what Spain would do. And you know, after they have been, you know, after after they played. Uh, this many games, it's still hard to know uh, if this Spain side is good because we have seen great Spain sides, or you know, maybe they just you know got a good draw. You know, they got a good run and were able to make it this far. 
But you know, uh, to speak on Marsha's point, I- I'll defend Morata and say Morata has been unlucky. <laughs> you know, throughout this tournament, I mean, when 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 I when I when I saw him step step up his penalty and uh, the cameraman just you know, uh, there was a brief moment where the cameraman just highlighted his face, and so and I knew you know Morata definitely is going to miss this one. I mean, I just knew. I mean, this is the kind of luck he has. He he said, you know, he was a savior at one point and then all of a sudden you just knew it had to be him. He had to step up. He had to miss that penalty. And look, I, I wouldn't fault him. I believe Morata, there's a, there's a player in there. There's a good player in there. I don't know if it's, if it's, if it's in this same pod where I did mention that throughout his career, he's attracted a transfer fees of almost 189 million. Well, you know, when you hear such values on such figures on a, on a player, you think, yeah, sure. I mean, people do see something in him. You know, uh, Chelsea spent about a third of that amount on him. So clearly, you 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 would want to believe that whoever is in charge of signings knows what they're doing and sees and saw something that would you know allow them to spend close to 60 million on such a player. So I believe there's a player in him. Unfortunately, uh, his career will be. One where you know clips of him on, on on YouTube will be of his misses and not the chances he takes, which is unfortunate because yeah. like like his goal, like his goal is Daniel. My main, I mean, you know, to receive the pass late off to Olmo and still move into space, you know, and receive the pass and you know slot it coolly. It, it was a really good goal. It was a really good goal. I mean, especially considering the centre back pairing, you know, he made he made Bonucci and Kelini look like you know first timers, and yeah. If, for Morata, very unlucky, very unlucky boy. But uh, is, 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 is you know is it too late for him to you know mount a comeback? I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, man. Obviously, Alvaro, Alvaro Morata. Um, obviously, as a superstar, um, Luis Enrique actually reverting to play without uh, a man without an out and out striker um adding adding the numbers in midfield where um you guys have had lane pain on the better side in this one um, i also agree that you know, the better side they actually dominated the ball really well and italy struggled to create chances um italy didn't play as free-flowing as as they usually do and um Obviously, obviously, Italy went ahead to score first, but I think it's just um, from the clinic, from the clinicality and the amount of quality that they have. Um, basically, going forward with their finishers, um, Federico Chiesa with I think his second goal in, in this tournament at the moment. But um, Alvaro Morata, man, I think I think there was there was there was a <laughs> I think there was a poll going on on Twitter before 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 even even um, the extra extra time was done. There was a poll going on on Twitter um, asking people, how do you think Morata will miss his penalty? Um, so basically, <laughs> this is there like, um, it will be saved, it will, it will um, over the bar. So basically, um, Alvaro Morata is, obviously, there, there have been death threats um, towards his family, etc. And, and well, so um, it's it's not, um, fans, fans are very weird, man. And like, they, some uh, people take, yeah, so, um, I but, remember. But, I remember that there was there was a tweet. <laughs> somebody somebody was saying that uh, you can't you can't convince him that Alvaro Morata and Timovan are are brothers. <laughs> so, but <laughs> but no, but <laughs> Timovan. Timo, I don't think Timovana can 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 lose can can. 
a penalty man you know alvaro okay alvaro morata is is he, he's okay I can, i can say he's he's somebody to play uh when, when when you put him to play 90 minutes i think i think he will he will really impress for the first 70 minutes he will really he will really impress he will really he will really show that he's what he's what that much people people are overrating him for Mm-hmm. But on penalties, uh, yeah. Okay, I, th- I think I think the, the mistake yeah, penalty, Chelsea. Yeah. I think the mistake teams do with these transfers, you know, they 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 see like uh, a, a certain players performing very well in a team, so they they assume when 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 they when they come to England, <laughs> they 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 expect them to perform the same way. You know, the, when Alvaro Morata before he came to Chelsea, when he was in Madrid. He was he was playing uh yeah pretty well he was playing pretty well but when he came to Chelsea man <laughs> I don't know what happened I don't know was it the pressure or or is it's what yeah Alvaro Alvaro Morata is a very good player I've seen him up and close um from Madrid obviously winning us that La Liga in that season that we won the double the La Liga and the Champions League but Alvaro Morata is a good player I, for me I trust him as a striker and I think I think he has quality but I think um his 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 form actually goes up and down with confidence I think when his confidence is actually really low I think I, I think he plays terribly guys. I have a yeah, question for you guys. Uh, do, do do you think that uh, when Luis Enrique when Luis Enrique opt, opted not to call uh, Madrid players the legs of Marcos Asensio and uh, Sergio Ramos do you think they would have a chance if they if they were if they if they had been called? Um, do you I, think Spain, I, Spain would have would have would have reached the finals if 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 the madrid players that were left out would have been in this squad i think i think i'll let liners um, go first and on this i i think uh the defense could have used as a sergio ramos you know type of figure they, they really could have used as much as we would want to say they weren't uh, as attacking as they were they also quite vulnerable at the back and so you you think with us would have been able to you know maybe better organize the defense you know that that uh, that uh leadership that quality for such a young side and probably we would have seen uh him elevate the team to a level where they could you know maybe even make it to a final maybe even really look like contenders but uh look why why he left out madrid players you really can't tell it might be because probably he was a, a an ex barcelona star uh, a rather coach and thus you know maybe he a madrid player that history that uh, that you know those that uh, cultural divide did actually play a part in the squad and thought you know what other played players who didn't show a certain level of descent but you'll never know and, unless you know unless 10 years why is it that you know you named your euro your euro 2020 squad and left at madrid players but you know he has his reasons but i really think now now especially now they would you know you see the district leads at jeramos as quite a glaring one and quite uh not really um didn't really pay off as probably he'd expect 
Yeah, for me, for me, I think I think actually, if he had called up Real Madrid, Real, Real Madrid players, I think they wouldn't have gotten to this to the semis. Um, <laughs> but, but I think part for um, I think for me, part of the reason why, yeah, I think I think part of the reason why um, um, this Spain team actually got to the semifinals is because they were underestimated by literally every single side that stepped up against them, um, especially from since the group stages. Obviously, um, drawing the two games, winning the one. And um, obviously, up next was Croatia, and I think I think they've just looked overall like a poor side. They haven't um, they haven't looked like um, Spain of old. So most people actually um, went into matches with against them, thinking that um, they could actually get a result. And um, Spain, obviously, I think they bowled out. I think if they have such big names like Marco Asensio, Isco, um, Sergio Ramos, also Gerard Pique was called up, but I don't think he ever played. Um, perhaps if he played, uh, I'm not I'm not sure how many minutes it was, but the fact that this this Spain um, was a new side that actually no one could actually figure them out, I think that was part of the reason why they got to the semis. Okay. Yeah. But, um, obviously, um, Spain um, came into the game having won all five previous previous semi-final appearances in major tournaments, including obviously Euros 2008, World Cup 2010, and Euros 2012. So um, Spain are actually a side that have been very um, fruitful, very victorious when it comes to semi-finals. Um, but this is Italy's 10th major tournament final, obviously progressing to the European Championship final for a fourth time. Um, they got to the final in 2012, um, the last time they, they got to the, to the European Championship final. And um, they fell short to both France and Spain. And um, I think they only they have only won one European Championship, and that was back in 1968. Um, do Italy have a chance against England? Um, Marsh, do you, do you think Italy have a chance? Or do, um, obviously, you're an England fan, but like, do you fancy them? Uh, okay, you know, uh, I know, I know. In that game, <laughs> everybody in the world except. I think I and uh, the England fans will be supporting Italy. So, <laughs> everybody, I don't know. I don't know the reason. <laughs> What's the reason why people are so much against England? But, but okay. When you look at Italy's game, Italy is a very good side. They, 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 they have a very good counter-attacking. They, 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 they have. They pass. They release the ball really fast. Uh, you know, when you look. I, I, I was even surprised that Emerson he did he did things I've never seen him do in Chelsea, honestly speaking. <laughs> Man, <laughs> I was wondering is this is this the Emerson that is that is really really <laughs> that really plays for Chelsea. But okay, I, I yeah, think I... they have a set. Uh, if they they will win, if if I remember in the last pod I, I said <laughs> Sterling Sterling is my problem in that England, even if. His his cause it gives us his but this this problem of him if 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 he has <laughs> even even a blade of gra- even just a finger has touched him he dives <laughs> Sterling is a problem but okay I think I think Italy Italy have a very good have a very fair chance of 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 winning this but yeah. okay I, I I I won't I won't I won't underrate them I think they have a, yeah. a very good chance of winning this. Yeah, obviously Italy are the second highest scorers in this tournament with 12. Um, yeah, they obviously after after Spain, but like um, they became just the second side in European Championship Championship history. 
um, to have as many as five different players score two or more goals at a single edition of the competition. So um, it actually goes back to what Matteo Pessina was saying um, a few weeks ago, um, confirming that literally anyone in this Italian side can score because Chiesa um, has two goals, I think Pessina as well, Insigne, Immobile and Locatelli. Obviously Locatelli's penalties um, was saved, obviously the first penalty for Italy. Um, the, the first side to actually have as many as five different players score two or more goals at a, at a single edition of this tournament is France in 2000. And we all know how that went down. France went ahead to win um, the, the, the Euros in 2000. Um, Zinedine Zidane, actually the talisman for them back then. But um, Linus, man, um, what do Italy need to do to actually win um, on Sunday? Uh, they need to play the way they've been playing before because... I did say that coming up against Spain would be something we haven't faced in this tournament. You know, a team that likes to keep the ball. That's not the case mm-hmm. with England. Uh, when Italy have the ball, they're more dangerous. They, if you know, the, the more the more the more the ball they have, the more dangerous they are. And I believe England will let them have the ball, and thus they will make uh, they will make the most out of it, create chances. And if they, you know, as you said, anyone can take can take a chance when presented. So yeah, I mean. Stick to what you know, and of course, you know, they have everything uh, in favor of them. I mean, they have the better experience squad, they have, you know, this, um, uh, you know, now now they're starting to believe in themselves as, as clear favorites. They've made it this far. Okay, someone might say they're playing at Wembley, but still, I believe they can overcome that. Uh, rely on their back line, rely on, you know, the experience in that squad of Averati or Akelina Bonucci and, and, the, and in the end they could you know come away as winners they really could uh, you know put on a dominating performance against England and clinch Euro 2020 yeah man obviously I think I think me and Lainas will, um, will be supporting Italy in this one um, obviously, um, Marsh going sticking uh, with England through and through. Um, for me, I, I, I actually wouldn't like football coming home because I can't stand England fans as it is at the moment. Obviously, they're in the final, but um, these guys are actually treating me out, tagging me in tweets. Um, basically, my, my entire TL on Twitter is basically England fans, and um, it's it's it's. Um, I, I don't I don't I can't believe what what will happen if these guys actually go ahead and win the the tournament. So. Um, I wouldn't like to see that on Sunday, but like I think speaking, we are gone. I think Southgate. Okay, Southgate should just. I I I think Southgate should just go with this. With this. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, go on. Uh, I think I think Southgate should just stick with with the, with his formation. You shouldn't overthink. Like uh, you see, you remember the the final with. The, Man City and Chelsea. Pep, Pep Guardiola really overthought that <laughs> that lineup. So if if Southgate just stays 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 with this formation, but I think I think in that game he should bench Saka Grealish should start because when you see Grealish, Grealish brings that momentum that you know he plays really well. He, he's a he's a threat when when he's in front of the goal. So I think I think if if Southgate really really thinks really thinks about this lineup it should start Grealish and give a chance to maybe 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 James 
don't know why he hates Chelsea players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, obviously, obviously, it's 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 getting it's curious and curious how that Marsh actually yeah. thinks. Instead of um, Mason Mount, um, Linus, do you think, do you think we should start on Sunday and? Who do you think um, should actually go um, go to the bench for him? Uh, sorry. Yeah, you you're breaking. You're breaking. Um, I'm. They're not. Okay. Uh, okay. Um. Um. My question is. Um. Do you, um. Lay. Um. Uh, question. This one. Um. Do you think really should start and who do you think should go actually? Um. Basically should go back to the bench. Um. For Jack Grealish. Uh. <clears throat> well, for one. Uh, and I'm glad you've you know got to ask me this question. Uh, Grealish is for me. Grealish was overrated. Is uh, an overrated player. Was uh, <laughs> still is actually. I really don't get the hype. But I wouldn't put. I wouldn't bench anyone for Grealish. I, I think probably if there's anyone on the bench who was on the bench for this game, Denmark game to start. Okay. So uh, Saka, I think Saka uh, has a way of you know getting in behind a defender and you'd think that would be useful against an Italy side who do tend to deploy a fairly high line. Uh, an Italy side, you know, with Chiellini and Bonucci who aren't what you'd call extremely quick. And so if Saka can, you know, find a space in behind, Stalin doing the same, I believe that that would be uh, the biggest threat England would pose to an Italy side. Yeah, um, obviously... Um, Bukayo Saka actually playing um, down that right flank, and um, Italy, as we know, they have lost um, Leonardo Spinazzola, obviously their their number one choice at left back. Emerson, uh, like Marsh actually mentioned before, Emerson being the backup actually came in and played really well against Spain. But Bukayo Saka is actually more direct. Bukayo Saka um, is a player that can cause problems. Obviously, he had an impact um, in that England game, um, forcing that on goal. But um, basically, it's I think I think England England are a side that basically um, obviously the home advantage has been talked about. We have spoken about that on the podcast as well. I think England are a side um, that their quality cannot be denied, and Italy will be very wary um, of them going into the game. But um, I just want to touch on how good Denmark were in that semi-final. Um, obviously, Mikael Damsgaard, um, a player that is just 21 years old, with an absolute dagger, um, basically, in the first half, um, I was elated that actually um, England England actually um, considered their first goal in this tournament in such spectacular fashion. Um, I know Linus was, was also um, happy with that goal as well, but Marsh, um, did you see that goal coming? or um, have you, Were you surprised by how, how much quality Damsgaard actually has? Marsh, I have, have you, did you get the question? You can hear me, Marsh. Um, your network is breaking up. Did you get the question or do you, do you want me to, to come again? Uh, 
Yeah, um, I, I I think I'll throw that to Linus, man. Were you impressed by Damsgard? Um, we have lost much, just so you guys know. This is how bad our network is, man. Support the podcast, man. Basically, um, Wi-Fi is actually the only thing that's limiting us from making um such good content. Um, Linus, did you like Damsgard's goal? And um, how happy were you that actually England conceded their first goal of the tournament before they before going to the final? Yeah, I was happy. I mean, they conceded, and you know, what a way to concede. Uh, if, <laughs> I mean, if you, if you had asked me before the tournament, uh, would there be a direct free kick, uh, a goal, another a goal resulting from a direct free kick? I'd say yes. If you'd ask me who do you think it'd be from, I'd say Denmark. If you'd ask me which Denmark, which Danish player would it be, my answer would have been uh, a player Robert Skov, because or you know Ericsson, because you, you know that the players with such quality. But to see Damsgaard, you know, 21-year-old player, step up, uh, pull such a shot out of his bag, uh, you know, leave um, Pickford, you know, Pickford. blowing for air. Yeah, you know, just playing <laughs> at the air, you know, reaching for nothing. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. It was a brilliant goal, you know. Uh, the boy should take a bow. Cause yeah, man, take a bow, man. We killed Damsgaard. You know. Yeah, yeah I mean, man, obviously... Especially, you know, the, you see, you see the technique he employed, and it was similar to, I think, you know, the technique he employed, uh, the game against Russia. You know, how he can hit the ball high and have it go up, you know, gain height and still drop. Which, yeah, yeah if 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 a uh, if a European team would come in, would come calling for him uh, this summer, uh, probably the next one. Yeah, man. Obviously, it will be it will be very surprising um if we don't hear any any transfer rumors re- regarding Mikel Dams getting this coming transfer window. Um, obviously, his technique, like Linus actually said, um Ronaldo-esque technique, actually hitting the ball, um playing over the bar, uh, playing over the wall, and actually under the bar. Basically, it was a very good um free kick. But the only difference is that Ronaldo actually hits those a little bit different. Um, but Marsh, man, um, how, yes, how much, yes. how much actually, how much recognition? Um, basically, we have Marsh back on the podcast, man. Um, how much recognition should England players actually get? Um, considering how how hard they fought in this one to actually get a win within 120 minutes and not wait for the penalties. Um. Okay. Basically. Uh... I, okay, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't okay. I wasn't basically happy with the way England played. Basically, yeah, Denmark, Denmark dominated that game. My, I think my, I think my man for the match for that game was Kasper Michael. Man, great yeah, saves, yeah. great saves. <laughs> I, I never imagined he could save. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, he was taught well, man. Peter Schmeichel actually taught him well. <laughs> he has the, he has the genes as well. Man, man, that, that he was my man of the match. Despite despite the the Damsgaard free kick, which really surprised me, it, it really made me uh, wake up. <laughs> I was I was watching that game while I was. <laughs> I, I call it believe my eyes, man. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you are dozing off, man. Obviously, yeah, that was, has been yeah, known to happen. <laughs> I was really dozing off, but after that free kick, man, I... <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah, but... but, that, that, yeah, but, but 
yeah obviously Mikel Damsgaard um I think I think I think it's that's a goal that I think he won't ever forget one of the biggest stages um playing at Wembley in front of um fans for the first time fans back at Wembley um I think in in months 18 or something months so um I think I think that's a goal that he'll never forget at 21 years old um um scoring such an important goal for his country obviously it didn't matter um in the end but um yeah but I'll special part um of the game obviously the winner obviously scored by hurricane hurricane couldn't convert the penalty yet to convert the rebound um obviously a, a prolific striker um now on to four goals scoring four goals in his last three games in this tournament actually chasing after ronaldo and patrick Schick for the golden boot um this is actually um, i think he can actually get the golden boot if he scores two in the final but um Did you think that, that was a penalty? penalty? Because um, England fans are me and like my timeline was actually full of England fans actually confirming that that wasn't a penalty. But um, England deserved to win, which for me actually doesn't make any sense. That's how confusing England <laughs> fans are. Um, did you think that was a penalty? Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. At, not, at any day, that's not a penalty. And you know, every t- I, I keep asking myself, you know, because the the review did did go to VAR and. They did have a look at it. Uh, I don't see how, you know, after the referee saw it, after you know some guys saw it on a monitor a couple of times, how they still ended up, you know, giving the decision that that is a penalty. But again, I mean, you know, you have to say fair play to England because, like I've said before, and I'll say again, and sorry if it, if this is if this is getting repetitive. Uh, there's an art to winning tournament football, and hey, so get a drum roll for every time you say that. Yeah, you know, and we saw England. In this case, you know, England, and, and to some extent the Denmark side, you know, they did employ the so-called dark cards. And, you know, when Stalin is, you know, making such a fuss uh, or such uh, minimal contact in the box, you have, you know, you'd have to say, you know, it's all in the game, you know. It's really, it's all in the game. He got away with it. It was a clear dive. He got a penalty, uh, which won the game for his side. So... Again, you have to say, you know, some other time maybe maybe it isn't, but the referee VAR thought it was a penalty, and there's really not much I could say. You know, whether or not it was for me, doesn't really affect the outcome of the game. Yeah, man. Obviously, um, in my in my own opinion, I think Denmark were robbed in this one, and I'll just clearly come out and say it, man. England are one of the worst, um, one of the worst teams, especially when it comes when it comes to um media and twisting everything. We know how how good British to sports, but um, Denmark were robbed in this one. That wasn't a penalty. Um, I saw Yannick Vestergaard was actually um frustrated, but his leadership qualities um in that moment after they conceded that goal. I, Basically, Wembley was roaring, and obviously they were roaring because they got to the European um, final for the first time in England's history, which actually makes you wonder how big a footballing country England is. Um, being this is their first time getting to a European Championship final, but um, basically Denmark were robbed, man. Um, I think I think if that game actually goes to penalties, I think if if it goes to penalties, I think England actually win that one. But I would actually much rather see it go to penalties um, rather than them actually. being gifted a penalty that wasn't a penalty. 
um but obviously they played to their strengths raheem sterling is actually a diver and um i'll actually i'll actually go back and and um basically rescind my words when i was saying that jesse lingard was right saying that raheem sterling is better than ken because um he's not man um it's so dive yeah yeah that's like that's like comparing yeah, yeah I, obviously obviously Pack his virus, man. I can't get anything, man. But basically, um, Mash, um, yeah, yeah. basically, basically, um, Raheem, Raheem Sterling, Raheem Sterling was virus, man. So, um, that was a day <laughs> as in Venga, you know, need, um, saying that VR should have actually stepped in. I concur with him, VR should have stepped in, but, um, basically um i'm glad that um italy are in the final and um i, I would just like all of us to agree that in italy are actually the dark horse in this tournament because considering this team actually did not make it to the 2018 world cup finals in russia um getting basically qualifying for the european championship and actually getting to the final um for a side that mostly i think it's a mostly new italian side because players like chiesa locatelli players like spinazzola obviously spinazzola has been um, around the italians but um can we just agree that italy has actually been the dark horse in this tournament or do you would you like would you guys like to make a case for spain linus no i mean uh, at, the, at the beginning of the tournament italy did no uh, italy were a good side they just didn't know how good they were and so yeah at the beginning of the tournament it was clear to hear you know it was um it was common to hear that you know people say italy are the dark horse but after the round of 16 and you know people from group f left and went home then all of, all of a sudden italy you know changed and they were the better side they were the you know the best side left in the competition and so i believe what you see now is an italian side coming into this tournament going or oh, no we did not make it to the 2018 world cup and so you know maybe baby steps but now that the final and they're thinking you know what i think we're pretty good we are, we are pretty good side of pretty we're pretty decent than most of our opponents so yeah i think i think now you'd have to tout italy as favorites uh, england then of course would be the dark horse because you know dark horses dark arts that that, 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 that that's what you want with english that, that you know that that's the, that's the english way so yeah Yeah man obviously um Italy Italy getting to the to the finals is a big but um obviously England England can also be termed as, as a dark horse considering um the number of injuries um, that they had go- coming into this tournament Harry Maguire actually um getting that one against Aston Villa early in May I'm not playing um competitive football basically for over a month and actually getting to the final and to the finals I'm um, in the tournament and actually to the final in the tournament and actually playing really well and actually conceding just the one goal that they conceded against Denmark and also players like Henderson obviously is is fitness was a concern as well but um Marsh um they, yeah. let me let me just throw this um fantasy question at you the year is 2019 
and um, basically um, actually all DU actually travels back to 2019 and and tells um, 2019 March that England will actually get to the European Championship final 2020 with Calvin Phillips, Bukayo Saka, Declan Rice, <laughs> Luke Shaw. Actually, Luke Shaw was in 2019. Um, Mason Mount. Mason Mount was actually coming from his loan um, at Derby. Bukayo Saka was just an academy player at Arsenal. Basically, that this starting 11 would actually get England to the final. What do you say to um, to 2021 March? Yeah. I will say that's that's a very big joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I wouldn't believe that, honestly speaking. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, um, Southgate, Southgate, Southgate actually has done. Um, I think, I think it's it's a commendable job. Um, considering his man management, but it's actually it's actually bizarre the amount of quality that, um, this side have managed to uh, that he has managed to actually squeeze out of this side. Considering the players, um, basically the championship youth youthful players. But for me, I'd actually um, March um 2021 March upside DZ because. I wouldn't believe that actually Luke Shaw would start any England game ever because um he was called up for a few games um Chilo was called ahead of him I wouldn't have actually that but um England have done well in this tournament um obviously um the home advantage I, I should actually say that that is a big factor in this I think, I think they, they are your dark horse right Yeah the English yes they are I mean you know Yeah for me Italy yeah for me Yeah, for me, for me, Italy are my dark horse. Um, Marsh, what do you have a dark horse in this on a team that you actually didn't perform so well and actually uh, in this tournament? Uh, I think I will go with Spain. Yeah, Honestly, obviously, yeah, I, Spain, Spain. I did not expect Spain to reach this far, but I did not, I did not expect that. So I will say Spain is the dark is my dark horse for this tournament. I think most, if not none of us, actually, um, I think none of us, except Linus, um, I'll, I'll say Linus, perhaps, actually expected Denmark to get to the semifinals. I think Denmark can also have a case for for dark horse, right? Yeah, <laughs> I just think, yeah, I just, except Linus because Linus basically um, supports his team blindly. So um, I think <laughs> Denmark to win the European Championship so, um, 2020. Yeah, but I, I I want you guys' predictions, man, very fast. Obviously, the game is played on Sunday. <laughs> um, it's going to be a very interesting one. I hope I'll be back in Rongai. I'm, I'm traveling, but like I hope I'll be, I'll be back to watch the game. Marsh, what's your prediction, man? Obviously, you, your prediction is the one that actually most expected because people know that um, you're actually on hot form at the moment. Uh, maybe start with Linus. I'm still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Obviously, I, I think I think Marsh, Marsh needs to go and pray to, I think, his gods or somebody to actually tell him what the scoreline will be so he can come and lie to us. Um, Linus, what, what's your prediction? Uh, well, I'll start by saying that, you know, regardless who wins, I think this entire tournament has been a victory to the footballing community, especially given that a year ago it looked impossible to have such a competition, you know, so many teams, so many locations, 
but somehow you know uh, the community uh, that fall uh, the lovers of football were able to make it happen now uh, we were able to have our uh, i'd say a really um, incident free uh, competition you know seat we've seen it through up to this stage and so I think I think I think it's a it's a victory for everyone who enjoys the sport and you know anyone who's invested in it. Uh, but with that said, I think Italy win four nil and you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, you know football will come home another time. <laughs> yeah, man. Just to let you guys know, we have lost Marsh again, man. I think his network is shambles, man. Support the third world perspective with as little as. A- actually help us get good internet because it shambles in Linus has a mad prediction 4-0 Italy man do you have um, yeah. can you tell us who, who you think will score the four goals uh, I've, i I'd, I'd say probably an own goal from England because <laughs> we have seen you know we have seen Italy especially with an you when in senior or you know depending on who starts Chiesa or even Emerson when they when they make those overlaps uh, those uh, low cutting crosses that they do send into the box you, you you know you'd expect maybe a Maguire to be at the end of one you know hitting the wrong way and getting to the net something like that uh, a goal or two from Immobile and a goal from a midfielder i don't know who exactly but yeah i mean you'd expect such a score like because okay fine it, it, it seems it seems it, it seems it seems odd um it seems like a prediction that's out there but you have to you know when you put it in context and you put england are coming into a final right it's been what, 55 years before they played in one and so for this english side a young side the pressure is on them i mean sure both teams both teams are playing a final but you know it's there's more pressure on the english side playing in front of their of their of their, of their home of the home crowd you know uh every english fan their hopes lie on these 11 players you know in this 90 or 120 minutes and so i could say this side really succumbing to that and of course as much as the italians are also under pressure you've seen the italians have characters like chelini and bonucci you know players with uh you know uh if 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 any of you play football manager you'd know uh you know bonucci or rakelin is the typical enjoys big matches type of player that player you want mm-hmm. that player who is not faced by the occasion and mm-hmm. where, you know when when you are a player and you look at your captain and you know you see your captain smiling your captain you know at you on then it doesn't feel such be such as you know such a big occasion uh which you know you'd ask me uh what player in the english squad has such composure you know such a mentality that you know even when things are down or even when when uh people there's, there's this pressure on them he could you know uh motivate his side uh isn't the burden on his side uh i think i think down it's, it's not that the english it's not that i think italy are far more superior than england i just think the occasion will be too much for the english side to handle and that's why you know the four nil prediction <laughs> yeah man i love i love the prediction i love every single bit of it i love the analysis as well mas do you have a prediction for the final italy versus england <laughs> i'm gonna go with the uh, uh, 2-2 prediction 
uh, 2-2 prediction. 2-2 after full yeah. time or 2-2 after extra time? Um, 2-2 after full time. 3-2 after extra time for England. Wow, man. Um, It's actually mad that um, yeah basically I don't think Italy will concede three goals but um I think I think I think we'll see if Marshall's luck actually runs out when it comes to the to the final because points at the moment with 14 points I I need to redeem myself I, myself I have eight points Linus also needs to redeem himself he has four points Linus actually has prediction four nil um for Italy um I agree with Linus when it comes to the the moment. Um, Linus has Italy winning for nil. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, basically, just soak that in, man. Let that sink in. But yeah, but um, I think for me, I think Um, so, like I was saying, I think, I think for me, um, I think, I think the, the the amount, of, the occasion will actually get to England. I think, I think, um, the players that have played at such a high level, I think Harry Kane and Harry Maguire, such players have played at a high level. Um, I think, I think they they, they have. Um, if you guys, if you guys have seen the Peaky Blinders, the Peaky Blinders memes, um, saying that Pickford is actually um a secret weapon. Um, I I think I think I think Pickford might actually. This one, as we as we all know, is a very emotional goalkeeper. I think I think this moment actually calls for calm. It calls for someone who is actually very composed. I think Italy have that. I think they have that in the in their goalkeeper. I think they have that in their centre back pairing. I think they also have that in their manager. I think they have that um in, in their forwards. Um, we know um Immobile and Insigne. These guys are, are very experienced. They are they are they are big game players. I think I think Italy will win three one. Um, I think I think I think um, the game will be tight at two one, and I think Italy will actually break out and um, on the counter and and score another goal, and they'll win this on three one. But but my big my big worry is the left back position, obviously playing without Spinazzola. I think that the that the Azuri will actually um, use that as fuel um, in this one, but I think that will also hurt them because Bukayo Saka is actually a very direct dribbler and he is not win one versus one matchup so that will be a very interesting um thing to see but basically that's i have italy winning 3-1 linus has italy winning 4-0 marsh has england winning 3-2 uh um you guys can decide um your your bets considering our predictions but um none of us is liable for that man so, so just you know the total perspective and its guest you're not liable for <laughs> For how successful or how bad your bets actually go. So if you win some money, that's good for you. If you lose some money, um, that's we actually luck. <laughs> if they if yeah, they lose we... some money, we should be blamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they lose some money, basically, basically we should we should not be blamed, man. It's like, obviously the bookmakers need to eat also. We are not responsible for any losses. <laughs> Please. <laughs> basically, but um, obviously, obviously, we're 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 basically doing everything we can um to deliver you guys um episodes. But um, I think after 
because obviously we'll we'll do a finals review but after that i think i'll actually um, step away from podcast a little bit just to focus on school because it's difficult to balance both um but um basically obviously i've, I've enjoyed the tournament i've enjoyed this episode i hope we, i hope you guys enjoyed um this ep- I hope my guests, uh, Marsh and Linus, also enjoyed this episode as well, man. Obviously, it's more like third world perspective family at the, at, at the moment. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, Manzi. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We enjoyed it. Yeah, man. Obviously, um, um, we'll, we okay, have a... But... We'll... Yeah, and also, I something. have a disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this, this time I'm not I'm not really confident from my prediction. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can always change. I mean, I mean, the still time, the still time before the game. You no, can always change your prediction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm not changing it, but uh, I'm not 100% confident. Uh, I'm not 100% con- confident on that prediction, but I'm not. Uh, this this game is really is it's it's a really hard game, man. To predict, honestly speaking. <laughs> Yeah, man. Obviously, um, much is it got? It's, it's, yeah, it's it's got a lot of pressure. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, you need you need confidence in big games, man. Basically, you need confidence in your prediction in big games. Um, look at Linus's yeah. prediction, and w- that prediction actually uses. So, uh, confidence in your prediction, much. But um, uh, let, 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 let's wait and see. May the best team win. Yeah, let, yeah let's let's wait and see the best team is italy the best team should do in this one but um <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see how that one goes um um obviously we have a listener support segment you guys um can support the podcast with as little as a dollar uh marsh will actually do our uh, marsh actually does our segment our listener support segment in this one you actually had it um the, at the beginning of the episode but um basically support the, the podcast with as little as a dollar or five dollars or ten dollars whichever amount you're comfortable with support the podcast share it with your friends treat it wow man wow man uh, yeah basically basically um share it with your friends treat it out basically if you know anyone that is so popular that he, that they can get us hundred thousand plays actually tweet them out so that you can actually get liners on the show on the socials hundred thousand plays is mad man i think i don't think even patrick Mahomes can actually get us 100,000 <laughs> the most famous quarterback in the, in the universe but basically support the podcast share it with your friends um and um that's goodbye from all three of us